Welcome to Change Space. End of season three and rest. God's story, it's a story changing our stories as he brings us to rest in him, rest for ourselves and rest with each other. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. These words from Psalm 37.4 are at the heart of an encounter Stacy and I had. And Stacy's given me permission to share this story. I have been thinking about this story since it happened to us back in September. And today, I'm excited to share some of it with you. I walked into Stacy's workspace that day in September, ready for my haircut, because that's what Stacy does for me and has been for under two years. We're relatively new to each other, but I have fun with Stacy. She's fun to talk to. We have funny conversations, interesting conversations, deep conversations. I love her company. So it makes getting a haircut very enjoyable. As I'd walked into her workstation that day in September, I noticed something new. It was a framed newspaper clipping with a picture of an older man. When I asked her about it, she told me that grandfather in the picture, that man who was her grandfather, was the best man she knew. He'd been an educator who had dedicated years of his life to serving others, loving others. And that article was about something being named after her grandfather in honor of his many years of service. Her grandfather he loved Jesus and he helped Stacy grow her relationship with Jesus. So it was with some sadness and frustration she also expressed to me as we were talking that she felt like she was not able to grow in her relationship with Jesus in church anymore. She was expressing frustrations of a church starting to look a lot less like what church had been for her when she used to go as a young girl, when her grandfather was in her life. She was also frustrated that while she wasn't finding herself wanting to go to church because church was not a place that was spiritually safe and growing maturity for her, she was also struggling to grow with Jesus by herself. I found myself saying, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that God sends you people to help you grow with him. And and then we kept talking. Uh, now notice I did not pray with her. I did not have that vulnerability or courage to pray with her. I felt like that was crossing a line we hadn't crossed yet and I didn't do it. But I said I would do it later. Now as we kept talking at some point we were wondering, wait, how did we get to this place? How did I land in her workspace. Well, neither one of us could come up with an answer. And we come to this pause at the crossroads for Stacy because she took a risk of vulnerability with me. And we can thank the Holy Spirit for what she said next because it became the shift in the trajectory of our time together. <laughs> This is the last episode for season three of Change Space, and we've been talking about rest. Rest requires 
growing trust in Jesus, allowing the Holy Spirit to dwell in us, to have the sanctuary space with Jesus, all stuff we've talked about over seasons one and two, so that we can come to this place where the trust in Jesus has grown enough for us to allow Jesus space inside of us where our darkness roils around creating chaos and conflict for his light to create peace and order out of that chaos. It's working through pain, walking through pain with Jesus. And it involves these small moments like the one I have just been describing to you with Stacy, where we can make a choice. And when we make the choice, we're going to get confronted with some of the other things that have been a part of my conversations with you over these last three seasons of Change Space, that we have something in our brain that can get developmentally stuck, immature. There may be parts of us that are holding on to ways in which we had to protect ourselves that we just do not grow. And we remain in a space of immaturity. God has made us a brain that has capacity to grow and mature, integrate all of these stuck parts. And the Spirit, He hovers over our minds waiting for that invitation to be invited in so we could start to grow this trust in the love God has for us. This is how we grow, beloved working through pain. And it doesn't sound restful, but this is how we find rest for our pain, with our pain, and from our pain, so our pain is transformed. No matter what type of attachment you have with a caregiver, whether it's securely attached like Stacy described she had with her grandfather, or insecurely attached, like many of us have had with caregivers, especially primary caregivers, there is in each one of us harm we've experienced at some point in our lives where we are no longer able to trust each other. And there is a way embedded in our bodies that says, go this way. This is the way you handled it when you were young. But the Spirit is in us when we invite him in to show us a new way. One of the most helpful things I have found as I've been doing season three with you guys has been the pausing. The pausing and letting myself slow down in my internal dialogue enough to maybe listen listen for the Spirit, because each time I've done that, I've rested. Do you know what Stacy did in her pause? She invited rest into the conversation with the Spirit because she pointed her finger up to the ceiling 
to answer the question, how did we get here, you and I? She said, I don't remember how, but I know who sent you. Whoa. I was going to pray God would send her people. But (laughs) Stacy taking that risk of vulnerability to bring God into the conversation so directly in a way I myself had not, (laughs) that changed our conversation. That vulnerability, she took the risk and conveyed and acknowledged God in our conversation, opened my mind to the Spirit, showing me, yeah, Ruth, she is my beloved. You are my beloved. And I've already answered the prayer you had not yet prayed for her. I sent you. This is not where I thought I would be in that moment of time. Time, I can't turn it backwards. I can't make it move into the future faster. I only have the present moment. That's the moment of rest. And Stacy rested in Jesus in that moment, in that time. Time is the thing we want to master, yet we can't. Time is the thing we try and control and never succeed. Time was being used by God in ways I had not anticipated. Because God He's the master of time, and he can answer a prayer before it's been prayed. I don't need to worry about what is happening, what is going to happen. I don't have to regret with shame or with hardened pride about what has already happened. Jesus put a promise into time itself on the one day we have not talked much about in that first creation account. Let's read it in Genesis 2, 2 and 3. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. What was that work? Let me tell you, Something God helped me see in this time where Stacy had been cutting my hair within this last two years. If we take a look at the Gospels, we see that the very words in Genesis 2, 2, and 3, as God finished this work on the seventh day, parallel what Jesus did on the cross Listen to this from John 19, 28 and 30. Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. He said, it is finished. God had finished his work. How about this in Luke 23, 56? By the time they were finished, the Sabbath had begun, so they rested as required by the law. 
or this in John 1931. It was a day of preparation, and the Jewish leaders didn't want the bodies hanging there the next day, which was the Sabbath, and a very special Sabbath because it was Passover week. God rested from all his work. The seventh day, which God introduces as Sabbath for Israel in Exodus 16, that was the day that was coming. Because before Sabbath started on Friday, sunset, Jesus had died. And now he was at rest. As Genesis 2, 2 says, he rested from his work. He had completed the work that he had come to do so that Stacy and I could have that moment where a prayer was answered in time before the prayer was prayed, where God knew the heart of Stacy before she knew how to put it into words. And God knew my heart before I could say anything or recognize it. And he brought the two of us together and showed us he was there, right there with us. That moment was possible because Jesus finished his work on the cross and he rested. It's not done. Genesis 2-3 says God blessed that seventh day. Let's take a look a little bit at what the blessing is. I I think I've mentioned it here, that Jesus is the blessing. When we look at John 20, 19 to 22, that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. And suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. That work that Jesus finished on a Friday afternoon, that work that he rested from on that Sabbath, Passover Sabbath, was one where on Sunday, in new life, he could start the disciples on a new life with the Spirit, even though they just spent so many days over the last three years with Jesus physically. They needed more to experience the rest Jesus had made possible for them. And that was the blessing. The Spirit was the blessing because now, as Jesus breathed the Spirit on his beloved, they were going to start to experience Jesus in a way that changed them from darkness into light. It does not end there. Genesis 2-3 had said that God declared this seventh day holy. He declared time on this seventh day holy. What happens when we start to give Jesus our time? Hebrews 13, 12 tells us, so also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. 
God is not playing games with time. He started time on day one when light faced the darkness and said, no further. And light entered into the darkness on day two. And then light made a space for the sanctuary on day three. And by day four, light grew many more lights. That by day five, life was created in the midst of death itself. That by day six, he had made you and I. This is what he's doing with time. He's transforming space. He's transforming darkness into light. That is what he wants to do with you with me, for you, for me. It's what he did for Stacy, and it's what he did for me as we were having this encounter. Because the seventh day is the culmination of this journey in time. As we give Jesus our attention with our time, it changes us. And we start to become the people we were meant to be, beloved image bearers of love. Letting love rule us, letting love fill us until love was going to fill this earth that had once been covered in darkness, now no longer like that, now covered with the light of Jesus's love. And that seventh day, as we give Jesus our time, that seventh day is the promise Jesus made that he would come to make this way for us, even if we screwed it all up. That there was nothing that was going to stop love from dwelling with us. God longs to dwell with us, with you and with me with us together. It's not a me and him. It's not a you and him. It's a you and me and him. All of us with him. That's the rest. You know, Philippians 1, 6 tells us what I just described about the work of Jesus, that it is the work of God that Paul is thanking God for, that gives Paul joy that gives Paul confidence that God who began a good work in you and in me will carry it out on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Every time I, I read that verse, I think this is God telling us time belongs to him because what he does in us is his work, not ours. And that work is going to go beyond my life and yours, the work he does in us. And then Hebrews 4, he tells us this is a complete rest for you and me. So Jesus completed the work and will complete the work in you and me so that you and I can have complete rest. This is the Spirit in us. The Spirit in us brings us to Jesus, to trust Him, to grow with Him for all the parts that are in deep distress, lost in darkness, that we ourselves ignore 
ignore these parts of us. But do you know what Jesus does? In this completed work, for this completed rest, Jesus has given us his story, not just to change my story, not just to change your story, but that his good work in us will bring us to rest, not just with him, but with each other. The Lamb of God, Jesus, he died right before Passover Sabbath. And guess what comes after Passover? Pentecost. With the Spirit now has the room to grow in each one of us, 120 people in an upper room, changed the world on Pentecost. This is a dark world. And Jesus has called all of us to be the light. There is something Jesus is asking you to do with him. This year, at this time last year, I did not know 2023 was going to be a year I did a podcast. So as I come to the end of season three, and as I come to the end of 2023, I look back and think, what would I have missed out on if I had said no to the Spirit asking me to do what makes no sense for me still, really, in human understanding, to be doing this podcast? But that makes a lot more sense to me coming to the end of this season that I've grown trust in Jesus by doing this work of obedience. That is my rest. Because Jesus did the work for me to be able to obey, for me to be able to grow in my trust. I have grown my understanding of what it means to have sanctuary with Jesus, to dwell with Jesus, that it's beyond me. It's with you. That's what helps me have moments like the moment with Stacy, where Stacy herself had been growing with Jesus, to where she was the one who invited Jesus into our conversation for me to see how God was answering a prayer I had not yet prayed. But God knew the desires of her heart, and he knew the desires of my heart, which is why just the beginning of that story on that day in September tells you the truth that is held in the verse that her grandfather loved and shared with her, that when we take delight in the Lord, He will give us the desires of our hearts. Friends, we don't even know what our heart needs, what our minds need, but Jesus does. The Spirit is hovering over your mind and mine. The Spirit, as He has been invited into our headspace, is asking for more access. There's more rest, there's more trust, there's more sanctuary to grow with Jesus. Let us embrace this love. Let us experience being loved, experience the adventures that come as he grows us into his beloved and we genuinely love each other.